0: Welcome to another episode of Mitch Ping's Mind with a very special guest here today. We've got Jack Nesbit.
1: Hey,
0: well, mate. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm really good. Thanks. Good to thanks for inviting me into your home with your your crazy dog here uh, biting on your hand uh, yeah, on the couch.
1: It's going to be a usual thing, I think, yeah. for this podcast. <laughs> Ollie just chewing my hand and licking me.
0: Yeah. Ho- hopefully, Ollie doesn't um, chime in at all unless unless we ask for his opinion. But he should be all right here yeah. uh, if you hear any licking or biting that's that's not me biting Jack that's that's the dog I mean occasionally it might be me biting Jack yeah we'll see
1: (laughs) biting on the foot yeah
0: (laughs) cool so me and Jack actually did our first PT course together how crazy how long ago was that is that like Three years,
1: three years ago.
0: Yeah, four years. Three, three to four years ago. Yeah, it yeah. Was like ages ago. I know it's so long ago. We've changed so much, yeah, though. I think exactly right. And it's cool to look back and be like, "Wow, we we knew nothing." Mm. And like, how many? It was like thirteen of us in the in the group that did it. Yeah, 13, and now,
1: 13,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now we're the only two that are left. Two, two left. Yeah.
1: Out of all. Yeah. So I
0: think three of us went to Good Lives.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, Jack left. You left what, like a year ago, year yep, and a half a year ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, um, which is very interesting. We'll get into that. And then I have just left like last week, so finally out. No, no more good life for, for either of us. For um, you know, our own reasons. We just kind of want to have more impact and yeah. help more people. Do our own thing instead of being like trapped. I think
1: yeah, from... boxed into a gym and not be able to have that outside reach without bringing people in.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so let's go right, right to the start. Just before you sort of got into the the PT course, mm-hmm. what what were you doing before? What got you into the PT stuff?
1: So, I used to be a chef. So, I was an apprentice chef, um, soon to become a, a qualified chef. So, I was six years in that, um, and I. Can you please stop, Ollie? Um, And I was always into health and fitness. I just training really, Um, I wouldn't say fitness as (laughs) such. I I loved to party when I was a teenager, so but I always trained um, through my chefing career, Um, and I never really thought about um, making my training into a career, so being a PT.
0: Yeah,
1: I just kind of chefed away, Um, and I got to a certain point where I had enough of cooking. Um, the hours were just ridiculous um, I was sick of the stress I was sick of the late nights I was sick of the alcohol- alcoholism um, you know the partying that came with the hospitality industry um, and I oh my god it's going to chew my hand constantly um, I'm licking um, and I decided that I would apply for a job in a gym as just like an assistant you yeah. know, cleaning the gym floors, I just wanted to be in that industry I just wanted to, you know, work at the front really? desk to greet people, yeah, like I just wanted to do something in that industry
0: Did you not think you could be a PT? No, or... no Really? I, I
1: thought I'd have to go do this massive course, uh, and there's no way that I could be a PT, that's what I told myself Yeah, and I was just like, but how can I get a way in that I could somehow build trust with like an owner that he can be like, oh come and do some PT work or whatever yeah. um, so I applied for a few jobs almost got one at Anytime Fitness um, and then one day when I was applying for jobs, I just applied for a, uh, PT job just for shits and gigs, basically. I yeah. um, just thought, why not? This would be a good laugh. Imagine if they, uh, actually let me be a PT. Yeah. Um, and I actually got a call that day. Um, and from they said Troy. that. Yeah. Yeah. Troy. <laughs> um, definitely want to be in. Um, and he said, uh, come and, come and catch up and we'll go through, you know, we really want some PTs in the industry. And I was like what like I was just so shocked yeah I wasn't sure if it was for a PT job or if it was actually for like an admin job in a yeah. gym yeah um, so I said all right you know why not I was I was shit scared and I was like what the hell have I got myself into so went and had the meeting and uh, ended up signing up for a diploma of fitness and yeah. walked out I was like what the hell did I just buy yeah <laughs> um, as good salesperson get you
0: um, <laughs> I mean, that's—I wouldn't say that's a good thousand, but yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, the, the naive me, you know, four years ago, five years ago, we just I just wanted to get out of the industry. I was—I just had enough, and I think I got to that snapping point where I was just like, I'm done, and I'm ready to take on something new. So I just did it. So, um, just so it jumped right in. So we start. I think it started like a few months later, and it was like a year full time course. Um, in the midst of that, I'd actually taken on another job when I was chefing, And, uh, so I was working two, two jobs and, uh, and doing the course three days a week. Wow. So looking back, I don't know how I did it. Um, but I think I just wanted it that bad. I think I just wanted that change that bad. Yeah. Um, so I was willing to do anything. Wow. You know? Um, so yeah, became a PT, um, got offered after I finished my diploma, I got offered, um, a position of good life as a, as a PT. Um, and originally I said I wasn't going to do it. Um, I had a meeting with them and a phone call with them and I said I wasn't keen because of the, how much it was going to cost me to, to work there. Yeah. And you know, other gyms were a lot cheaper. So I was thinking about going for one of them, but it was actually my partner who, um, my partner Brooke, who actually convinced me otherwise and said, just go in and have a chat with them. You never know what it might be like. It might be beneficial. Ended up going in there, ended up signing up and, didn't look back. Wow. Um, I think if I, if I did go elsewhere, I don't think I'd be where I am today. Oh, definitely so, not. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very interesting how that actually turned out.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, did you learn anything while you were you were chefing? <clears throat> I mean, you learned probably a lot of what you didn't want to do. Like, what else did you learn from you know six years of of being a chef? Like training wise, nutrition wise, things like that.
1: Um, I think when I like when I was a chef, I didn't really. Do much of the nutritional side of things. Um, I think it was like the last year or two years I actually started meal prepping food and that was your typical chicken, rice, broccoli (laughs) for every meal, you know. It was, I didn't really have any idea what I was doing. Um, You know, at the time I was, you know, like the last couple of years of my apprenticeship I only just stopped smoking so I was smoking really like, yeah, so oh my god I was I did smoking and training and, you know, <laughs> and drinking like, every night like I'd go home like and Ziz, drink bruh. like six beers a night oh man it definitely didn't make really? me you were nice. having six beers a night yeah so oh my god um Ollie please um yeah so it was it was like I need uh, the training was like was keeping me from being super super unhealthy like if I if I wasn't training I'd be super overweight I'd be drinking every night you know um smoking all that sort of stuff but the the nutritional side of things kind of took off a year before i became a pt when i kind of got to a point where i was sick of myself and like sick of how i looked you know i always wanted to be this this guy that was bigger i was always a skinny kid and i wanted to be bigger i wanted to be more muscly and i I think i got um caught up with trying to put on too much size and so i just ate everything yeah, burritos every day. I was eating barbies. I was eating whatever I want, and I'd put on weight, and I was kept chasing the next ten kilos, <laughs> the next ten kilos, trying to put on more and more weight. And I think it got to a point where I hit ninety kilos, and I was like, I actually don't look how I thought I'd look. Yeah, you know, I was actually fat. Yeah, you know, I was overweight. You know, like I'm not a tall guy, and you know, ninety kilos to me was quite chubby. Yeah. Um, and that's when I was like, okay, I really want to start working on my nutrition. So. Um, yeah I really decided to start meal prepping um, you know I was even looking into Steve Cook you know, oh yes done. I love we were, Steve Cook we were both into him at that point yeah. when we started PT as well and that kind of motivated me to start counting macros and calories Yeah. so that's where it kind of took off for me um, nutrition wise and that's what I did um, for like the first year of being a PT Yeah. Um,
0: so yeah cool cool so what was it like getting into the, the PT industry at the start? Like, what did you learn? What did you, what did you ex- like expect it was going to be? And how was it different?
1: I didn't expect it was going to be a business. Yeah. So it wasn't until the end of my you, diploma. You were just going to do it like a side hustle? Yeah. Like I, right. It was, it was more like, I thought I was going to get paid like a normal job. Uh, like I okay. thought I was going to earn a wage from being a PT yeah. doing sessions. Yeah. And it wasn't until the end of my diploma, like the last three weeks and they're like, oh, so when you pay tax and when you do all this sort of stuff, I'm like, but wait, doesn't someone, doesn't someone do this for you? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, in this denial of like, oh, holy shit, I'm going to be running my own business. Like, I can't yeah. do that. Like, if someone told me when I was a chef I'd be running my own business, man, I'd tell them they're crazy. Yeah. You know, so... Um, wow. Yeah, so my expectation was, yeah, I, I'd be an employee, yeah. you know, to a gym and I'd just earn money like that. Um, I guess, yeah. 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 Um, so I guess the expectation was that. Um, oh my god. Oh, just had to stop. fall off the couch. Stop. Okay, come on, stop. Um, so what can I do? um Can't remember where I was going with that. Um
0: PTing people. Running your own business.
1: Yeah, so it was a bit it was a bit crazy jumping into that, and when I started, I was like you know, things are going to work out for me. I'm basically can cruise, you know, like you're doing a job. Like you're yeah. screws you going, you rock up, you're going to earn your money. You know, I didn't realize actually how much I had to hustle and how much I had to actually get myself out there. Um, and I'm not, I'm not a super confident person. I definitely wasn't back then. And so the thought of cooling leads, the thought of approaching people in the gym. Oh, thought how of all scary that, is that? Exactly right. Oh my God. And the thought of doing that freaked me out. Like, yeah. I would have to go and sit. I couldn't do it. I couldn't call leads in front of other people. I'd have to go sit in my car away from everyone in the car park yeah. and sit in the dark and call people, you know, and I'd, I can only do about five at a time before my heart freaking exploded. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, my um, God.
1: And then I had other people that come in and just sit there and they'll call like 40 leads in a row. And it's like, I, just, I can't do that. Like, yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. You know? Um, and it turned out to be a lot harder than I expected. Mm. So I think I was in for a, I thought I was in for a really cruisy ride. And I got in there and I realized, actually, this is not an easy, this is not an easy task. Like I have to build something from the ground up. So. Yeah. yeah.
0: When did you start picking up momentum and getting the hang of things in, in the PT thing? Because uh, you got up to, you know, what, 50, 40, 50 sessions pretty quick, like compared to other PTs. Yeah.
1: Like I, I was fully booked within a year. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but I think it was about six months to really get off the ground. Yeah. Um, I was given three months financially to get it off the ground um, by Good Life, which is cool. Um, but you basically run at a loss for, for a while, yeah, you know, to try and get that up. But yeah, it took me a solid year of actually really, um, really pushing, um, yeah. And it wasn't until I had you know 10, 20 clients that that became more from other people talking in the gym and saying, Hey, go train with Jack or yes. Yeah. Um, so it took a lot longer than I expected, yeah. Um, yeah, good life, kind of say, you know, 12, 12 weeks to, to build it up, but it's not that easy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're, if it's taking you 12 weeks to build up your business, you need to find a different business or yeah. That's like, not our business. <laughs> exactly. And it's not a
1: diet, you know what no. I mean? It's oh, not no. this, this, you know, it's an like eight weeks or 12 week challenge. Yeah, it's, no. uh, it's not that fast. You know, people try and put, have to build a business over like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it was, I think it was like a real shock when I realized what I was actually got myself into. Yeah. Um, and I love the industry and I love training and I loved at the time, I love nutrition and you know, loved helping people. Like, so that just kind of drove me on to mm. become this kind of different person, I guess. Yeah. You know, definitely different to the person I was when I was a chef. Mm. Very, very different. Mm.
0: <laughs> so when you're after that year and you've really, you're booked out, when did you realize that the system's broken?
1: Um, probably about two years in. Oh, no, nah, actually that's a lie um about a year and a half in yeah so i was booked out for ages yeah i was absolutely burnt out i was wrecked like you're getting
0: money though so you're like oh i mean i'm getting good money i don't
1: know exactly right and i was like is this worth it you know and that was what kept me rocking up it was like i'm fully booked my clients rely on me i'm earning good money but i'm getting no sleep i'm starting at you know five six o'clock a.m i'm getting home at nine nine p.m like i'm (laughs) Writing and programs in my breaks all day, all day. Yeah, So I wouldn't go home. So how many days a week would you be five? In? Five to six. Yeah, five, five to five to nine, five to eight o'clock um, p.m. Um, I yeah. think that's five days a week, yeah. and then I work Saturday mornings as well. Oh my god. Um. So I was yeah. <laughs> at least to say I was burnt out. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like the money just kept me going. I was just like, oh, yeah. cool, this is worth it. Like I can yeah. deal with myself. And at the at the time I was like, I didn't really keep, like focus on myself much. It was just yeah. focusing just on my clients yeah. um, and making sure that they were happy and they were getting the best service and I was doing everything for them. But little did I know, I was, you know, a little bit, I was, wasn't really working on myself and my mindset. I wasn't working on my, my body. You know, I was kind of overtraining. I was doing all these things um, and just cruising through. Um, and I think I got to that point where um, I, I realized that the one-on-one game um, couldn't be sustained. Mm. You know? And I saw a lot of PTs that were quitting the industry and kind of burning out um, because of the one-on-one stuff. Yeah. Um, because there's only there's, there's a cap on it. Yeah. There's, there's, there's only a certain amount that you can actually do um, before you reach that burnout point. Yeah. You know? So that's when I was looking to alternatives about how can I train more people and have have more time to myself to work on myself
0: yeah yeah and have more impact more time for yourself exactly right when when did you realize uh oh shit like i'm not working on myself like i mean a year and a half in you know you're kind of the system's broken Mm. like when did it hit you like shit like i need to do more work on my. like did you rock up late to sessions were you like forgetting you know I mean I would say forgetting to count to eight but I mean I can't even count to eight anyway so. <laughs> yeah. but like what kind of things were happening like was your relationship suffering was your your finances even though you're making a lot of money like how were your finances how was your fun how were your friends things like that like
1: I didn't have friends like I didn't see friends really <laughs> that's definite um, finances at that point were not too bad I think I was still spending money on god knows why yeah. I yeah. Back and think of what I was spending money on Yeah. Um, but it was more like, I didn't know what personal development was um, at that time. And it wasn't until I was, yeah, about a year and a half in and I'd done courses and stuff like that, extra courses and and that sort of thing. Like no personal development, more like, you know, boxing course. I've done extra PT courses. And it was actually my partner who actually went to a, um, a Kerwin Ray event in Adelaide. And she called me one night and said, Jack, 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 we have to go to this, <laughs> this event. Um, it's going to be amazing. It's going to help both of us like grow. Um, it's just, it's going to be two grand each. And I was like, sorry, what? Like, I didn't know what <laughs> the was. So it was like... I didn't understand that things cost like coaching cost it that, yeah. that sort of money or yeah, any yeah. sort of personal development. But now these days I'm like, oh, that's cheap for a personal development course. Yeah. <laughs> and, we went, and that was a discount on what we we're getting as well. Um, and she said, we have to go, we have to go. And it was really weird when I looked back because I just said yes. yeah, like, And uh, these days I would just think about it a lot more, but I would, she was so keen on doing it. that I was like, we had the money. I was like, okay, let's do it. Like, why not? What is this thing that we're going to do? So we just booked it in. And it was Nail It and Scale It with Kerwin Ray in Melbourne for three days. Um, And that was like my first insight to personal development. Like I had no idea what business growth was or personal growth or mindset, psychology, all that sort of things. Um, It was just, and so that blew my absolute mind. And that's when it kind of opened opened my mind to lots of different things, you know, like The possibilities of what you can do, not just in business, but on yourself as well. Yeah. So that was my first inside the personal development. I think that's where I really took off.
0: And you were still a good life at that point. I was still a good life. Yeah. yeah.
1: What happened after the Kerwin Ray course? Like, what did you start doing? Um, There was another trainer there that was doing this metabolic precision that I always asked him about. Yeah. Um, And that was a nutrition course that I've always wanted to study nutrition because like I said before, I was eating chicken and broccoli and I'm not going to get my clients to do that. (laughs) <laughs> um, and so I was asking him because he was transforming clients and he was you know doing a certain training a certain programming and I always asked him what do you, what's his notepad like what are you doing like I always wanted to yeah. from there I really wanted to improve and so he kind of got me onto this metabolic precision and that's when I I started to learn about nutrition I started to learn how I can actually implement without being a nutritionist implement like almost like nutritional guidance to clients um, you know, without needing a nutrition course. Yeah. Um, that at the same time, that's when I discovered, um, well, I did that level two course and that's when I discovered um, like group strength training. Yeah. So that's what that broken model, like we were speaking about mm. before, that That kind of, that blew me away and that showed me that I was able to actually train more people or train, you know, the 50 clients that I was training, um, but put them into you know, a quarter of that time, put them into groups where they don't need to actually get that one-on-one so they can yeah. one save money. Um, but also for me to save time. Yeah. You know, so that I can do more things inside my business.
0: Yeah. And when you made that transition to sort of more, well, I mean, you we kind of skipped the bit where you like you lift, you left good life. yeah, Right. And then you, what was your situation? And I find this so interesting about, like your situation when you left good life, like what's going on in your world when you live good life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was trying to implement all that stuff that I was learning. I was trying to implement the nutrition. I was trying to implement, like, I wanted to implement the group stuff, but I just couldn't. I was kind of stuck. Um, But I wanted to, always wanted to open my own studio. So I, you know, at that point I was skipped a little bit, but I ended up getting myself a coach, uh, a mentor, um, who was also taking me through the same sort of nutritional guidance. Um, and teaching me the program that I was trying to teach. So I really wanted someone to show me that. Um, and I guess that having him there in my corner gave me the courage to do some crazy shit. Mm. Um, so I committed to starting my own studio from home once yep. I moved into my new place at Mount Barker. Um, and so I decided to do a home studio. So I built a gym in my, in my studio, uh, in my in my garage. So I converted it to a complete garage. And committed to that. So I I quit good life. So I handed in my resignation and gave myself four months to make it work. I didn't have any clients lined up. I didn't have anything in set in stone. Um, and I just said four months. I put in my resignation and I said, all right, I'm going to make it work now. Mm. Um, so it kind of blackmailed me and, you know, put the pressure on to make it work. Like yeah. I didn't have a plan B. I didn't have a plan C it was just plan A and yeah. plan A was gonna work. Like I had to make it work, yeah. you know, because I wanted to get out of that, that 50 sessions a week that burns out, like, you know, not being able to work on myself, I was sick of that. So yeah. I just, I guess that blackmail just kind of having that huge goal kind of dro- drove me to, to get out of good life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. So how did you go? Cause when you first started the PT stuff. How did you go from that, oh, I just want to cruise, get paid a salary whatever, the cruise mindset to obviously a bigger growth mindset, mm. like I've got to hustle. Like mm. what? Like why? Like what kind of drove you to want more and, and do more and things like that?
1: I think, that's a hard one. I think because after I did Kerwin Ray, after I did that first course, um, it was like a feeling. Yeah. You know, that you get like- um, Yeah. Yeah like that dreamy kind of feeling like yeah this is what like it could feel like if i got to this place yeah. you know um and you know this is what could be possible if i got my business to this or if i help my clients get to this you know like how would that feel for me And i think that that enough was itself to to get me from that yeah that cruisy kind of mindset to like I just want to get better. Yeah. Like I just want to work on myself. Like when's the next course? Yeah. You know? <laughs> that that addictive course mentality. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to keep growing. Like it was just yeah, it was I don't know, I guess it changed me as a person. Yeah. Like, you know, work I've always worked for someone, like throughout my whole life and then when I was a chef I worked for someone, you know. I guess I always wanted to lead, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Um and I think it I only realised that you know, just around that same time when I did that course, you know, or when it was coming up to that course where I really wanted to start changing. Wow. So, um, yeah.
0: Wow. So, you know, here we are now with, you know, you've still got your house. Yeah, You're that's
1: still- good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's my cardboard box yeah. out in the right?
0: <laughs> You're still running your, your group sessions. How, how is that all going for you now? Like what kind of results are you seeing that are different? Like how, how are you feeling personally? Like, everyone's talking about filling your own cup and and Mm. that shit like which is still really cool like yeah I totally agree with with filling your own cup I I just think people that post about that they just talk about it they don't actually realise but like how is it different for you now for your clients and for you where you're actually you know working until about three and then just chilling out like Mm. how is that different?
1: I guess it's because I've got it's different because I've got more time to actually work with my clients yeah instead of just there's a very big difference of working with your clients and working with them in a session Mm, like there's two different parts of the job like of the job you know what i mean there's the support end which is obviously you know like you might be supporting them on social media like the text messages whatever it might be um you know giving them content, giving them value trying to help them through you know mindset you know um trying to open their eyes to the possibilities type of thing um, and then there's the sessions yeah, um, which are completely two sides of that so I guess like having this structure now is is giving me more ability to to grow the business to where I can actually help them with that support side yeah, more wow. and, and give them give them more you know because yeah. I don't I don't charge for time like I don't do that whole broken strategy where it's you pay for time yeah. it's it's a whole thing now like if you If you work with me, you work with me, you get everything from me, you know, um, you get everything I can give, you know? Mm. Um, so I guess now it's like, I've got that, I've got much more time to actually give them what they need, you know, which is that little bit more. Um, I think a lot of people just focus on the training side or just seeing them, but it's about everything. It's 90% of it is what they do behind the scenes. Yeah. So if you can influence them behind the scenes, they're going to see better results in themselves. Yeah. You know, it might not be just body, but also their mindset, you know? Yeah. So, because we know that it's majority mindset that it's yeah. actually <laughs> work, you know? So... Yeah. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. So, how do you go about helping clients transform their mindset and, you know, all that... Because, you know, Sally will come in to us and be like, oh, I want to lose 10 kilos. Yeah. Like, cool, Sally. Why do you want to do that? Oh, so I can... Look, I just you know want to look better and you know lift some weights yeah like give me, a, give me a give me yeah give me a program yeah. and you're like oh sally it's actually a bit more complicated yeah. than that like it's kind of your mindset and it's nutrition and then sally's like freaking out like that like, no, that doesn't make or whatever right <laughs> how do you go about you know implementing the the nutrition the lifestyle strategies the mindset stuff with your your clients
1: um I think it's just telling them straight up um, that it's a full lifestyle change,
0: yeah,
1: um, especially people that decide to delve into nutrition because with that comes all the emotions mm. um, and they need to be like they need to be really ready for that change because it's they're changing their whole life yeah um, so you know I'm not if people aren't ready for that sort of change, I'm not going to take them on for that, yeah you know because. It's gonna be a waste of time for both of us. Yeah. A waste of money. But you know, they're gonna come up against things that they're not ready to come up against. Yeah. You know, so I think it's about setting the expectation and, and getting them to realise like what they're in for, you know, like are you actually ready to change your lifestyle? Um, so um all right, I, I was going with that. Um
0: Integrating the nutrition lifestyle. Yeah, so
1: like I try and the way I try and go about it is I don't, my view is not to see it as a short term thing. Yeah. I have to see it as long term, like for life, you know, because that's what it is. You know what I mean? This is the whole reason why, you know, eight week challenges and six week challenges and 30 day shreds. All of them <laughs> kills me. Um, They don't work. I'm going to cue
0: cue an ad right now for a 30 second shred.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, Or bloody two day friggin um, cleanse, you know? All these sort of things aren't going to get you close to the results, you know? So, um, yeah, like getting them, taking them through a process that's, um, that's for life and can give them the tools and the strategies that they can then carry on. Um, and that might not be just food, but it also might be mindset. It might be, you know, how do you stop thinking, you know, like, how do you stop thinking certain ways to overcome a a hurdle that's been troubling you your whole life, you know, or the way that you viewed yourself, you know, um, you know, working on habits that have held them back their whole life. So instead, like, I don't go for the whole traditional, let's work on your food first. I go, okay, let's have a look at your habits. What are your daily habits? What are your weekly habits? What are the sort of things that you're doing that's actually holding you back? And work on those first. You know, so when I coach my clients, it's not, hey, you should change, you know, let's add, you know, more protein in or let's, you One know, cut down your... potato. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Um, it's, hey, like, you know, I can see that they're slipping up on the weekend. Why is that? Oh, they don't have enough food in the fridge. They're not prepping enough. Um, you know, they're they're not getting much sleep, and they're coming home exhausted from work, and they're buying donuts on the way home. Yeah. you know. Okay. Um, so you come from a, I come from like a different kind of angle, because um, it's because really the food is emotions. You know, so it's just emotions, yeah. and it's for everyone. You know, whether you're overweight or you're lean, whatever it might be, emotions is what causes us to eat food. You know, um, so you if you come at those emotions first or those habits, um, you're going to have a much better, um, you're going to have a much better idea of getting, of actually changing that person. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think a a lot of it is clients sort of false beliefs as well. Like Mm. we were talking, I think it was off air before about, you know, the clients that want to do the quick fix and do the keto diet. And because they believe that, in order to lose weight, have the body that I want to feel good, to look in the mirror and be like, I actually love the way I look, mm. you need to struggle with sort of some sort of training or complicated diet. Mm. But it's it's not that complicated. It's not- and sort of bringing it back to what you said at the start, when you were thinking of doing the PT stuff and you're like, Oh, I, like, I can't do that. Like, mm. and that, that belief of, oh, I need more time. I need more experience. I need more money. I need to be bigger. I need, because mm. that's what when I started PT, I was shit myself. I'm like, yeah. I'm mm. going to be the smallest, skinniest little runt of a PT. Mm. Like no one's going to want to train. And that was a false belief. Like mm. now I'm like, I don't need to be big or shredded. Yeah. Or li- like I can literally just help people. Like, exactly right. yeah. it, I mean, it helps, but I mean yeah. that belief of, it also helps if you want to start a business you have a ton of money
1: yeah oh well, exactly right
0: but if you're if you have the false belief oh, I need money in order to like if you were like oh I need enough money enough money to be safe to move out and move out a good life and mm. start my own studio you would be still there probably
1: yeah so if you're right yeah. yeah
0: so how do you go changing your clients beliefs around that nutrition stuff
1: um I think it comes down to what they used to do yeah. Um and especially for people that have done diets in the past, um they've got that diet mindset, that quick fix mindset, yeah. like they they've got unreal expectations. Um oh sorry, unrealistic expectations. You know, they think that because Jane down down at her work did keto for eight weeks and got a great result. She thinks that's going to be the same for her.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But little does she know, Jane probably didn't eat anything but the keto diet <laughs> and didn't eat macca's and basically starved herself from all the foods that she loved before and got a result. But Jane's actually now gone back to eating the chocolate every day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so people only see the good stuff. They don't see what comes out of that 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 end part. So I think it's about changing you know where they come from from yeah so if it's the diet if it's the diet you're gonna try and change that their view on how they actually had um how they were actually dieting before mm. um yeah
0: yeah okay and then do you have a sort of hierarchy of you know because it's not all nutrition there might be stress it might be sleep it might mm. be water it might be like what where do you sort of look to to make a change in a like a minimum effective dose bang for buck like or if someone's not drinking water. Hey, Sally, drink some water. Like, yeah. where do you where do you sort of start? And as in, just for like water, or oh, for any for anyone, yeah. For, with that hierarchy of
1: of what to work what on, what to work
0: on first. Because if someone's eating McDonald's on the way home from work, you're not going like, to. Oh well, you, it's because you need to train harder. Yeah. It's like, well, no, no, like, no.
1: Um, I think the thing that trumps everything. I think habits are super important, but I think consistency. Yeah, you but know. around
0: around what though?
1: Around training, and you know, it could be food as well. Because if you're if you're trying to cook your food every night, if you're trying to buy your food down at the cafe for lunch, if you're skipping breakfast, and then like some days you might have some leftovers for dinner that you have for two days, that's super inconsistent. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you create a really good environment of like, you know, you've always got good food around you, so you're meal prepping, you know, for set for a week, you're not just Monday to Friday and then you're eating shit on the weekend um, but having that consistency of a meal prep habit around you because in the end um, I'm actually doing a topic live topic on this today um, oh, nice. it all comes down to proximity you know if you've got the foods there you're going to eat it so whether that's the chocolate that's hiding in the fridge since Easter um, or that's your meal prep that you made two days ago if it's in the fridge you're going to eat it There's that's the inescapable fact about nutrition um It's not about willpower. If the food's in the fridge, I know for myself, if there's bad food around, I'm going to eat it. You know, even if your goals are super strong, you're going to come home that one day and you're going to be super tired. Um, and you're going to be like, fuck it, I'm just going to have the chocolate that's been sitting there for the last week, you know, and there's no way of getting around it. It might not be tomorrow, it might not be the next day, but it'll be the day after when you're really tired, yeah. Um, so you know, creating I guess creating an environment and replacing those sort of foods with good food and creating a consistent habit around meal prep and having the right foods around you um, I think that's usually where I come in first I think that's going to be your bang for buck I yeah. think. Um, and, and don't, don't view meal prep as your chicken and broccoli uh, like <laughs> um, but be really creative with it uh, and there's a lot of really nice foods there's a lot, a lot of good recipes out there you can make construct some really good meals out of and just make lots lots of it, you know. Yeah. If you've got it there, you're going to eat it. If you're hungry, you're going to eat. Yeah. You know. Um, so I think having a, building a really good environment is probably yeah the 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 bang for buck. I would say. Mm. So getting rid of the crap that's in the fridge and replacing it with good food.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. sort of that long term thinking and, and planning. Mm. I was talking to one of my clients uh, this week, and she's like, "Oh, my weekend's going to be really bad. I'm, I'm working for you know, I got a 24 hour shift." Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, like, what would you need to do in order to, you know, have a successful, like, what does mm. a perfect, you know, weekend where you're working a long shift look like for you? And she's like, oh, well, you know, I bring my, my breakfast, lunch and dinner to work. I'm like, okay, cool. When yeah. do you have time to prepare? It? And what what is it going to be? Oh, oh, actually, I'm working Friday night, so I need to make it Friday afternoon. I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do? Oh, Friday afternoon, I'll prepare my breakfast, lunch, dinner <laughs> for Saturday. Yeah. And then, you know, she doesn't end up, you know eating chocolate or binging or regret like maybe she won't eat enough and then Mm. Sunday she'll just binge Mm. so it's I think like planning and having that consistency around like because the first few weeks it might be hard to oh I need to find an hour on Sunday to meal prep Mm. but once you've done it you know enough times and it becomes consistent you're consistently planning and then I think once you've got that sort of bang for buck meal prep done then Mm. you can look for the next thing
1: Yeah, then you can look at
0: you know, adjusting your sodium levels or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Like.
1: yeah. yeah. It's about, yeah, changing one habit at a time. Yeah. And I think the milk prep habit is the, the, the most valuable. Um, but yeah, if you know that you've got something coming up, if you know that, you know, you've got a crazy week at work or you're going away for the weekend or... You know, you're not going to have much time this week because the, cause the kids have got so much stuff on. Yeah. You need to plan for that. That's my problem. You know? <laughs> for my kids. Yeah, this kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you've got you to plan ahead. You know, you've got you to understand that you've got some stuff on that you're not going to have time to probably do what you normally do. So you're going to have to switch up your routine. You yeah. know, So um, plan out, I'm not going to have food for these, this day, this day, this day, and cook that many meals. You know, if you're going away f- interstate for the weekend, you know pack your food with you you know you're yeah. going to save a whole heap of money um, and you plan for it you know um, if you do two boomer creps a week you know do the one for the week if you're not going to have time you know it's about yeah planning ahead um, you know like you you wouldn't not plan your sessions you just rock up and just search random things together <laughs> you know, it's that it works oh whatever. god um, you gotta you gotta plan for that yeah. so you gotta plan out what you're doing yeah. otherwise you're just gonna be guessing your way through yeah. and unfortunately with food that doesn't work because if we just guess and go oh yeah no I don't have food and I'll just go down and oh muckers is easy I'll just grab muckers. Yeah. you know yeah. Um, so yeah planning out is super important yeah. I 100% agree with you man
0: cool so what, what's a good recipe that you, that you like at the moment a recipe or something a common one that you recommend for clients or like for meal prep
1: yeah okay um oh there's so many but i think something at the like the last three was just saying this week for example or this week is um, this what you
0: ate just before yeah yeah okay Is like
1: a basic chili con carne you yeah. know um so when people have chili con carne i think they normally go oh, i'm gonna have rice with it and it's like any food, you know, it's yeah. like, what's the carb? I'm Anything's with better it. with rice. Yeah, like rice well. I had rice to a I pasta with it, you know, I have to have a carb, you know. Um, people don't realize that um, fruit vegetables are carbs. <laughs> so when people say, oh, I'm on no carbs, and it's like, well, you need carbs to survive. So you've, eating, you've either just been eating just protein. You don't or... technically,
0: but if you're going to train and actually enjoy life.
1: Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, I would say, like, I had the other, had before, like the chili con carne, and that's basically you know um, lean beef and corn, capsicum, onion, and cooked with like t- tomatoes and like a taco seasoning. Chuck it in the oven and forget about it for two hours, and that's easy as like it takes. Is that about, it? Yeah, it takes about ten minutes. But to But what prepare. do
0: you do when you get the the beef mince and it's in that packet? Like you just break it up, or you yeah, just... you just
1: cook it with some onion in a pan and um, mix it up. What and kind then, of
0: like a bowl? Like yeah, that?
1: like a um, like a pot. You know, anything that can fit the beef. And like for me, I cook about three kilos at a time because I cook for both uh, myself and Brooke, my partner. You've
0: three kilos of the beef mince. Yeah. And then how many, how much corn, how much cask?
1: Well, so I would say, yeah, like for for three kilos, I make about 16 serves or 15 serves, um, about three kilos of beef, like three brown onions, a couple of cups of corn, about three um, red capsicum, um, and then cook all that up in the pan with some taco seasoning Okay. and then chuck in some kidney beans with the juice in and some um, kidney some, beans
0: yeah, I'm totally in. making this yeah. this weekend um, and <laughs> crushed,
1: crushed tomatoes or the canned diced tomatoes use that as a sauce mix it all into a pan or you can just cook it in the pot if you want to have it just there and then 10 minutes it's done or I like to put it into like a braising three pan 3 kilos in 10 minutes yeah we just cook it through in a big pan otherwise I put it through really? it'll it cook
0: it in 10 minutes 3 yeah. kilos
1: yeah or maybe a bit longer <laughs> 3 kilos Depends on what size pan you got yeah 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 um, but I put it in like a, a braising tray or like a, just a tray and then I put it cover it in the oven and leave it in there for 2 hours and that cooks and a lot more flavour comes out of it so yeah but that's a real simple one to do and it's bloody delicious and you, it's cheap as you know yeah. like that's normally what I get as like a starter for my clients to cook. Okay. You know, it starts, it's something that's really tasty. Um, and that takes a little time because yeah. no one wants to spend three plus hours in the kitchen prepping all their food, especially if they've got a family or they've got two, uh, they've got a partner. Dude, or a, it's
0: ridiculous. Yeah. When, when I hear like, I'll cook for like an hour and I'm like, Oh my God, that, I'm cooking for so long. Yeah. These people. And that's for me to cook up, you know, 10, five, 10 meals. Yeah. And these mums are cooking some every night yeah. for like their family. But that amount of food would feed me for like five meals. I'm like, Oh my God, you're just
1: wasting your exactly food by right. giving it to other people. <laughs> <laughs> just give it for yourself. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. One, yeah. that's the thing. When people cook at night, if that's like, I don't know where that comes from that whole cook any three meals a day, you know, cooking every night, something different. Yeah. Why do you need to cook something new every night? It's crazy. And like our parents both did it uh, for us and like, we didn't mind, but like, it's one, it's freaking expensive to do. Two, it takes so much time. Yeah. Like, And if you're cooking one every night, like I think, you know, by the time you do the shopping, you, you prep it all up, you cook it. There's two, three hours gone. That's your whole night gone. You pack up the dishes, like you go to bed, like and then you work. It's like work, sleep, cook, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, sleep, um, so I don't understand why people do that. So I think making... Either more, so buying more of that meal and mm-hmm. having it over two nights or taking some for lunch or dinner the next day yeah. or you know maybe cooking three varieties of, of dinners in advance on like a Sunday.
0: Yeah.
1: Get it all done for the week. Think about how much time you'll free up, You know whether you come home from work and you just want to chill out, you, know, yeah. you want to not watch Netflix, you want to hang out with your kids, whatever it might be. Um, you've got time for that. Instead of coming home and going, oh, stressing about food, oh, I've got to cook this, I've got to buy this. And then you go, ah, oh, screw! It. I'm just going to go down and get a pizza. Yeah. And then they've had pizza three nights in a row. Yeah. You know, because you can't be bothered cooking, because you know, you're tired, <laughs> which is fair enough. It's like everyone gets like, so why make it difficult for yourself? Yeah. So yeah. So what other things
0: do you do to really save time, like you yourself, and for, for clients, like um, you bang for buck, time? Like I just want more. T- I have no time. I have no time.
1: Yeah, I think for, for clients, I reckon um, the meal prep and also training so a lot of people overtrain yeah. a lot of people spend way too much time in the gym um, trying to change themselves um, a lot of people are doing pretty well if they can spend you know anywhere between two and six hours in the gym every, every week I know six might be a bit much but you know I've got clients that are getting great results that are training for you know three hours a week yeah you know um, so I think showing people giving them a structure and giving them a plan that they can work off that saves them that time in the, in the gym is a huge one because a lot of people go in and they have to spend an hour, hour and a half there just mucking around. But if you give them a plan where they're like, this is what you're going to work to, this is the intensity you're going to work at, you know, you spend half an hour, 45 minutes at the gym. Like my group sessions are no more than 30 minutes. Yeah, wow. You know, they come in high intensity for 30 minutes, go home. Yeah. You know, And you don't need to do that for any longer. Um, so I think that gives people a lot more time. Um, and the meal prepping side of things gives them a lot more time. Um, going back to what we just talked about with the, you know the meals cooking a new meal every night. Yeah, uh, might even be prepping your breakfast. You know, like even that. You know, to save yeah. you how much time in the morning. Some people take some ages to get ready in the morning. Yeah, you know, um, so those sort of things are, are huge. Okay. Um, and for myself, I would probably say meal prep. Say if I had to cook every single meal separately to what I have, holy crap! I'd be cooking all week, every hour of the day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, so meal prep saves my ass. Um, but also planning. So, like, I set myself goals every week. I set myself, um, like, not a to do list, but like, kind of like a milestone board. Like, I write down milestones of things I want to do with the year, the quarter, you know, the month, the week, and then I break them down and I tick them off. Uh, I've even started implementing something from the Mojo Master recently um, as of the last couple of days, oh um, my God, and breaking yes. down my my tasks, like my uh, my weekly t- tasks into daily tasks. And then separating them into like urgent, not urgent, and then, or and, or eliminate. I think it's, yeah, urgent would be nice to do and eliminate. So I kind of break them up into yeah. those and do my urgent stuff first and then do the nice to do stuff if I've got time. Yeah. And then if there's any tasks in there that shouldn't be in there that I can probably delegate or, you know, get rid of, yeah, I, I get rid of them. So that saves me heaps of time instead of seeing my computer and going, what do I need to do? Oh, I'll just react and just do this. And then oh, I'll do this. And then um, I get nothing done you know so I think again it goes back to that planning I, I guess that just fits into your whole life really is planning ahead and um, you know thinking in advance instead of I don't know what what is it the motto says like don't be um, reactive be proactive is it yeah, yeah. that's what I just wrote <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but
0: I love the Carl Jung quote yeah of it's, it's something like this until you are conscious of the unconscious mm the unconscious will rule your life and you will call it fate. I
1: so agree with that. So all these people
0: out there that don't like the way they look in the mirror, don't feel good, they want more energy, they have stress and they're like, oh, it'll get better. Yeah. It's kind of like complacent, like, oh, whatever, like, that's just my life. That's just just how it is. Exactly. They have that belief, I need to work hard, I need to do, I need to change so much in order to feel better, Hmm. whatever. Where was it going there? And then they're, they're just letting life happen to them. Mm. they'll they go to the doctor get a blood test and then it's only until they get a blood test from a doctor or they have a heart attack or something then they're like oh shit maybe I need a change yeah whereas someone's like like you and me working a good life looking right. 10 years in this, like I can't do this for the next bloody 10 years yeah. and then you're like okay what can we do different exactly right so it's thinking ahead mm. and that proactive thinking when you live your highest values. Mm, right, right. There you go. <laughs> Smooth transition. Yeah. <laughs> how how because you've just sort of you and Brooke have just done the the Mojo little day event. Yeah. And sort of you've got more clarity on your values. Mm. How how has that sort of changed the way you do things? Has that?
1: I think it's changed the way. Definitely, it's it's opened my eyes to like why I do things and like how I prioritize things, it, yeah. especially in my day. Um, one of the guys from Mojo said, you know if your values are set really right, it will look exactly like your day. Yeah. And I, when I did it, I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that's my day, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it opened my eyes and realized why I'm so like driven with certain things like my nutrition and training. Um, but then how that links into to helping my clients do that. Yeah. And I think because I, I prioritize it so much in my values, so high in my values, I want to kind of project that onto my clients and say, this is what like you can do. Let's show let's see how I can help you. You know, let's see how we can work together to, to make you know might be health for them, making them a high value. Um, but yeah, like my partner, like it was really interesting. Um, can, can we say this? Um, She's not gonna listen to it. <laughs> she will. She will. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hey, Brooke. <laughs> um, and uh, like it ended up being Brooke ended up being my my sixth value um, after a lot of other things. You haven't been together for that long though. It's Uh, only been 11 years. (laughs) (laughs) I think she might've been value number one for the first five and then she seeped lower on the chart. Yeah. She's definitely going to kill me now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was interesting. Like how, when I was doing all the questionnaire for my, for my values, how that, how she popped up and, when I was comparing it to other things, like how that compared and how I chose other things after. Video games more important than Brooke after.
0: or Brooke more important than video it, games? It's not, video games. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not more that it's someone's important than the, the other. Or no, it's like, not. It's not know, like, this
0: like this is one or the other. It's,
1: it's like, yeah, it's like what I, what consumes me more, what takes over my mind more, what um, I think about more is what I prioritize, you know, before something else, you know? Um, so that made me feel some guilt, um, but also not guilt around certain things that I do to chill out, you know, like might be video games or, you know, yeah, chilling out, um, 100%. doing stuff for myself, you know. Um, it made me not feel so guilty. It was more of like, hey, but this is what I value. You know, I thought, you know, like because image is like a big part of value, like how I look. And I think you brought up thinking that it's like shallow or you know, yeah. like, egoistic. tistical I don't understand, yourself. like,
0: that that's such a that's another false belief like Mm. and and then because there's some stick like oh you need to be really pretty and hot to but they're all shallow but so then it's like you don't want to look like that yeah because subconsciously you're like oh no my parents said that's bad or friends or whatever or social media said like Mm. and it's just like so annoying yeah it backwards
1: exactly right it's like it's, it's like an identity crisis yeah you know um, I think when you're told that something's so negative all the time you subconsciously do everything in your power to stay away from that yeah that's why people that have been overweight their entire life struggle to even comprehend them being lean yeah you know, because their whole life they've struggled with their weight they've looked in the mirror and they've been unhappy with what they see um, and for them to even envision them being like seeing abs or you know being this different looking person they can't Every time they get close to it they just go back to what they were because they can't shift their identity with themselves um, so yeah yeah that.
0: well that's cool what, what you were saying about you know even though your missus is number six on your list mm. that doesn't mean she's you know six most important or whatever but mm. at, or video games are more important it's just like you're a better boyfriend when you've played when you've done your business stuff when you've done your, um, your training when mm. you've done your nutrition when you're when you look good, and when you played your video games chilled out, you're just a better version of you.
1: Exactly.
0: Rather than like spending all your time with Brooke, and then doing the business stuff afterwards, because then the business will suffer and Brooke won't. You'll feel guilty being mm. with Brooke because I need to I need work to do on the business this, to get yeah. money to help you and blah exactly blah. Right. So I think the values are just. Can you see how the values will be so important with Huge. your with your clients?
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: And have you sort of picked up on? clients values already yeah
1: 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's interesting like especially when like now like i know why people don't can't transform their bodies and it's because yeah. they don't they don't value health nah. or they don't value their image nah. they're prioritizing stuff like which is fine and everyone has their own values but they might prioritize families like they're number one yeah and health doesn't even sit in there it's just like they have to do it because like what you were saying their doctor said you have to lose 10 kilos, otherwise they're going to get type two diabetes. Yeah. You know, that's the only reason they're showing up at you at, you know, the PT trying to, trying to lose weight because their exactly. doctor told them to, yeah. or their partner did, you know, it's not because they prioritize it. So I think it's interesting. Yeah. Seeing like values of other people mm. and you can, it really shines through now that I'm actually aware of it. Yeah. Um, because if someone doesn't prioritize health, if they don't prioritize food and nutrition and training, Trying to get them to to do that is like pushing shit uphill. <laughs> like it's just not going to happen. So um, that's right. So you, I think, you,
0: will, you will learn when you go to the coaching course about how you can ninja use ninja level skills to get them to actually do it. Yeah, they want to do it exactly.
1: Yeah, or just somehow. That's what I mean. Like trying to project my values onto them. You know, not yeah. forcing them to do something, but saying. You know, like taking on some of like what I do and inspire them. So then they go, oh, maybe health is important. Maybe this is important. So even if they can put it in their number six, Mm. you know, um, and health becomes a bit more of a priority, you can see that that they prioritize the meal prep. They prioritize the training instead of going, I'm going to see friends and family and do everything else and watch Netflix first, and then if I get time, I'll do do
0: the training. Yeah, if, if I get time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I train like a few mums and like busy corporate women that are like, they'll, you know, health isn't as high value as family or work. Mm-hmm. And they'll smash them, like what you were saying before, like they'll just be with their family and then it will be in the back of their mind, oh, if I have time after I do the family stuff. Mm. But they don't see the benefit of going to the gym or eating healthy mm. towards their family. So I think that's why, you know, and especially girls that, you know, lawyers and doctors and things like that, that they'll put the health on on the back burner because like no I need a, this work's more important than health. Exactly. Well, it might be to you, but how is health going to actually benefit you and make you a more efficient, productive, happier person at work? Hmm. Would you get more work done? And then they're like, you kind of change that that mindset around it. Yeah. So what kind of what what are the main values of your clients that you train, and then how like what kind of problems are they? Do they need to solve like um, I think, with with the values and the mindset stuff?
1: Yeah, I think um a lot of a lot of what I see is um family yeah, is a big one. Exactly. Obviously, people that have got kids, they're gonna prioritize their family. There is some people out there that might not, and that's completely fine. That's they cool, don't have yeah. to have family as number one, even though we're instilled to have family as number oh, one no. always and put the put our kids first and our partners first but that's not really true <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. you know kids come first and then I'll just have time for myself after
0: it's crazy yeah. when, it's you, when you talk to someone who family is like the most obvious number one value you yeah. say to them like I was talking to someone the other day she's like oh, I have to take my kids to, to school I have yeah. to take them to the sport office I have to feed them I have to do this I have to yeah. and I am like, I know is is there other mums that don't drop their kids off at yeah. school or are there other mums that get other mums to drop their kids at yeah. some and they're like oh and i even <laughs> say like are there some mums that leave their baby like on the in a fucking dumpster on the side of a road yeah yes there are yeah so it's it's totally a values thing anything else it's, anyway exactly right yeah
1: um i can't remember what the question You're, was. There.
0: you were saying so the main values of the people you train
1: oh yeah so the probably the main ones i see yeah, is family Fairly. um i do train a lot of mums um but also uh like business and like work ethic work ethic yeah you know, is a big one like yeah. you know I i train a lot of people that are kind of in that field like a um, you know business or you know they're really driven in themselves i think got yeah. like personal achievement is like a high value um i think that's what i see a lot of um but i think family is always the the dominating thing yeah. um obviously um i think connection as well like people like to go out a lot and socialize and um, and go out for drinks with friends and, and all that. I think they prioritize that a lot before um, stuff like health and that sort of thing, which is fine. It's not right or wrong way. It's completely up to up to them. Um, but yeah, trying to trying to get them to, I guess, insert that extra value of you know, let's try and change. You know, let's try and prioritize health or prioritize another value is um, is difficult when you come up with up against stuff like family. Mm. You know, um, which is a huge one.
0: Yeah. yeah what what sort of client sort of came to you at the start that you know families are high value and then they don't they're like I need to they've come to that point where mm-hmm. they're like okay I actually need to improve my health so I can have more energy with my family like mm. have you had any clients that sort of get that result and how has that sort of changed their life
1: um I think a lot of people get the people that I've worked with I think that's what their intentions are because they, they do it they're prioritizing their family they want to be better they want to be healthier for their family um but again, they, they butt up against it, you know, and they don't quite get there, yeah. um, with their results, you know, um, they're kind of not, again, not pr- having like health is a high value. So they're struggling to prioritize it for other stuff. They're putting their family first. They're putting their, their personal relationships first, their friends and all that sort of stuff first. So they, um, they butt up against that. Um, I've had a few people that have, Um, obviously like change their body shape and then it's affected their relationships. Like they're much better, you know, they're more social, Um, you know, they have better relationships. Yeah. They have better relationships with their partners um, because they find themselves more attractive. Yeah. That's so big. Um, I think that comes down like that is a real base level um, of a, of a lot of the reason why we want to change our body. Um, Like just, I think looking good or, you know, looking sexy or, you know, whether if you're a girl or guy, you still want to look good. You know even deep down, like even if on the outside you don't really care about your body and you say that to people, I think deep down you wanna you yeah, wanna they're look good you wanna expressing but <laughs> yeah. I think that comes back to what we were saying before about you know not being egotistical or shallow about it and not thinking, oh you know, I don't want to say that I really want abs because that's shallow yeah you know there's it's there's more on the out uh, there's more on the inside than there is the outside, you know that sort of thing, yeah um I think we all wanna want to look look good, you know on the outside, you know so. Um, yeah
0: Yeah. cool and then how is that because you actually made a post last night it's kind of funny because I was scrolling through my Instagram and I saw like a a nice photo of you on Brooklyn oh they look (laughs) such a cute couple and then I look uh, in the captions like I was not happy at this time I felt like shit I was like oh I totally misread that photo (laughs) so what how did you go through that I mean I guess we kind of touched on it a little bit about you know the good life, and you were kind of you didn't have me time, and you were yeah. just kind of burning out. Yeah, is that when you were feeling like you were skinny and you didn't look good and you had no confidence, or like when when did that kind of hit you?
1: Um, I think I was trying to, like I said before, I was trying to, I was doing macros and I was trying to change my body. I wanted to look better. Yeah. Um, and I was basically eating chicken, sweet potato, and broccoli for every meal. <laughs> um, <laughs> legit like chicken breast as well. So I I got to a point where I, like towards the end of the week where the chicken would really dry out and I was actually washing it down with water, you know, because I couldn't eat it. (laughs) And I was- You would swallow it like tablets. Yeah. Like like I chew it and I I couldn't, like I couldn't- Dude, I remember doing that that. when I was bulking. Yeah. 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 And you just- It's so- You're so driven to try and change that you just don't care what it takes to do it. So I was like, I didn't care what I ate as long as it got me to the result. Yeah. Um, and I think that's still working for me. Um, what do I? Um, <laughs> <laughs> going through that, I think that that's around the same time where I I had enough and I had a guts for and I was starting to go backwards and I was over-training. I thought, you know, training twice a day was going to help me get towards my goals. <laughs> I was going to get fitter. And doing macros, I lost about 15, 14, 15 kilos over that. Yeah. Uh, over the course of like nine months. That's when I found that um, the and went out and learnt nutrition. Um, And that, that changed completely. That's when I got a coach. Um, And then I think I started getting a result and started losing weight um, and started looking a lot leaner. I was getting a bit more happy with my body. And then I think over time, as I got leaner, I think I just came to terms with, um, you know, I was a slimmer guy um, and there's more to life than being huge. There's more to life than (laughs) having, you know, huge muscles and that sort of thing. And it was more became, feeling good and inspiring others
0: yeah um
1: and not about bulking you're not about you know trying to be this this guy that i wasn't and yeah. i think i just came to the realization that um you know i was happy in myself being lean i wanted to be this athletic guy like i wanted to be i wanted to look good like i wanted to have abs and that's what i got to um but I was happy being the size that I was. I wasn't this reach to be like, I need to have muscles. I need to be like on steroids to get this, you know, I wanted to be this person that I wasn't. So I think over time I, I went from that, that macro counting, you know, counting everything to kind of eating way more casually and eating like food that I loved and looking even better um, and being happy myself. You know, I think wow, that, that's, but it took, it took a long time, you know, it took, it took a long time for me to kind of, and that was with all the mindset stuff and with all the, like being aware and, you know, being aware of my subconscious and all the sort of stories that I used to tell myself. And I think just over time, I just, I think it was one day in the gym and I wore a, I actually did a blog about this. Uh, I went to the gym um, and I wore a, a loose fitting top Yeah. Um, and I would always wear tight tops because I wanted to seem like I was bigger than I was, you know, yeah. loose tops would make me seem like I'm skinny yeah Um. so I had to wear tight tops all the time and I think there's one time I just put on this baggy top and went to the gym and trained and in myself I knew I was lean like I knew what was underneath my clothes so it didn't matter to what other people thought you know it didn't matter what it looked like on the outside in the mirrors at the gym um, but I knew I was athletic I knew I was quick agile you know I knew that I was lean I was happy in myself you know yeah. so it was like this kind of point that I was like I'm happy with where I'm at you know so so that was kind of cool wow yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, so it's been a bit of a journey. Um, yeah. it's taken a while. Like since I started doing all the like you know macro counting that it's been like two and a half, three years. Wow. You know? So it's, it's definitely no twelve week challenge. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> at the end of this stage, but I wasn't a two happy. and a half year challenge. <laughs> um, it definitely was not like twelve weeks, and I was like suddenly gone from super unhappy and overweight to like lean abs and super happy. You know, it's been a lot of grinding, there's been a lot of emotion, there's been a lot of upset, there's been um a lot of grinding, you know, yeah consistency, um, you know, just being disciplined. Yeah. You know, I think if you want to change, you have to want to change. Like that's like you're saying that's before, big too. yeah. Like it doesn't just fall into your lap. I think people just expect that it's eventually just gonna turn around but they don't realise. Yeah. yeah, what's with it? that? I think it's just entitlement.
0: Yeah. You know, oh, people 100%. think they're entitled.
1: You know, they're they're you know, they're because they do this, this, and this, they expect a result or yeah. they're, they're going to look good or, um, but little do they know, they actually have to do the work, Yeah, you know, um, and that's what it comes down to. No, doesn't matter how good a coach is, doesn't matter how good a trainer is, it comes down to the person, yeah. you know, as trainers, we can't make people do things no. outside. We can get them to do squats and we can get them to train with us, but what they do outside is... Well, outside of our sessions, are way more important. Yeah, you know? and, and that's up to them. We can only do so much.
0: Yeah, they're so, trying to get the the supply before mm, they demand. demand more of yeah,
1: exactly right. Like
0: sitting in it, and this is like most. Well, some people that do the nine to five, they just sit in a job, like plotting away, just working. Hmm. Oh, when I get paid more money, that's when I'll start doing more yeah, work. Exactly. And I'm like, yeah, what?
1: Yeah, like imagine if
0: we had that mindset of. <laughs> Oh, when more clients just walk on my doorstep and, yeah. you know, give me their credit card, that's when I'll, you know, start putting more systems, processes yeah. in and doing better stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'll just wait for them.
1: <laughs> when people ask, yeah, yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Far out. Yeah. I'll, I'll start giving more value when I get some clients. Yeah. More what? clients that come in or when they ask me to do that, you know, um, it's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. You know, I'll start putting in more work when I see two kilos come off. Yeah. You know, it's just like you, you get to do the work first and then the kilos come off. You yeah. Know? So yeah, it's interesting.
0: Yeah. You, you said it perfectly before though. you were eating food that you enjoyed more. Mm. You looked better. You felt better. You were mm. happier. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just cause you were demanding more of yourself and you had that, you know, growth mindset. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think that's what it comes down to. Like, Awareness for one of being aware of every all the shit that you do, good and bad, um, and being willing to change it. Yeah, you know, and actually challenging yourself constantly, wanting to actually develop as a human being and like change the way you actually do stuff instead of yeah being uh, stuck in that nine to five doing the same thing every week, you know, every day, um, like actually doing it. you know? Yeah. So that's
0: a good way to end, man. Thanks for for coming on. Where where can they find you? Like.
1: Um, you can find me on Facebook. So just, you can look up my personal account, Jack Nesbitt, um, or my Instagram, Jack Nesbitt PT. So yeah. Jack Nesbitt, double T on the Nesbitt. Um, yeah, you can find me there. Um, in my Facebook, uh, on my Facebook page, you can find a link to my group, which I do live videos and blogs and any yeah. other content and recipes that might help you along your journey. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Hopefully this has helped a few people.
0: Yeah, oh, definitely.
1: Yeah.
0: So we're actually going to do a, uh, we're thinking of doing a, a bit of a seminar on, you know, mindset for, you know, trans- transforming your body. And we might not say mindset. We'll probably we'll probably call like transform your body. Yeah,
1: we'll transform your body and mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you remember the date we said we are going to?
1: I think it was the 23rd of November. The
0: 23rd of November, Saturday in Adelaide. Be there or be square. <laughs> Stay tuned on both of our sort of channels, and we'll, we'll give you guys more more value. We're not going to wait for you guys to buy your tickets. We're going to give you all of the supply for all of this great value and content for the seminar coming up on the twenty third this month. Shit, that's only like three I weeks away. I can't do math. Yeah, three weeks we away. Shit together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and also leave a leave a rating, or you know, take a screenshot of this podcast and and upload it to your to your Instagram, your Facebook, and just you know share share the message. Was there any you know golden nuggets you got from this podcast that that really stood out to you? You know, don't don't be selfish. You know, don't keep it all to yourself. You know, spread the love and you know share share the message. So yeah,
1: share have, it with someone that, that might get something from it.
0: Definitely, you know? Yeah, share it with your partner so that you can tell them, hey, you're not the only one that's number six (laughs) on (laughs) my. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next time. See you, guys.